It just makes more sense to collaborate with businesses who are kind of at the same level and have the same amount of reach so that you're equally offering the same thing. Welcome to The Success Club, the podcast where we delve into all things business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade, multiple seven-figure business owner and business coach with a passion for helping people succeed and blaze their own trail in business. If you are ready to uplevel your skills, your mindset, and step into your next level self, then you've come to the right place. Think of me as your business bestie, as we navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and life. Each week, I'll be taking you through business strategies, along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today is the fourth part of our marketing series, and we are talking about collaboration. This is how you can collaborate with influencers or with other businesses in order to expand your reach and your audience and gain more customers. I think this topic is very timely in this day and age. I really feel that collaboration is the way of the future and it is becoming much bigger in marketing in recent years than what it has been. So it's a really good time to jump on the collaboration train to give you guys an example. I'm not sure if you've heard of a little thing called Barbie. I'm sure over the past couple of months, you have seen Barbie blasted absolutely everywhere. And something that Barbie has done really well with their marketing campaign is collaborated with other businesses. So obviously Barbie is a doll, you know, Mattel is the company who owns Barbie. And then that company Mattel has then partnered with a lot of other companies. They've obviously partnered with a movie studio to create a movie, but then they've even partnered with grilled burgers to make a pink Barbie burger, which is crazy. And I've also seen them do candle collaborations. They've done clothing collaborations. The list goes on the way they have done their marketing for this movie and to really revive the Barbie brand is phenomenal. And I'm in absolute awe of what they've done. So that's one example of a recent collaboration that is absolutely killing it and definitely something we want to be paying attention to when we're trying to market our business. So a couple of things I'm going to talk about in this episode is some creative ways to work with other businesses, also how to orchestrate a successful giveaway so that you can cross promote with other businesses. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about influencer marketing and how you can use that to your advantage. And last but not least, we're going to talk about user generated content, which is absolutely taking TikTok by storm. So let's dive right into the episode. So why should you collaborate with other businesses? Well, the answer is pretty simple. It's about expanding your reach and your visibility. It's about sharing the resources and gaining new perspectives because every business brings something unique to the table. If you start collaborating with other businesses, you're not just growing your business, but you're creating a community that supports mutual growth and it's all about co-creating value. So how do you initiate a collaboration? There might be a business that you've been looking at for a little while and you think it'd be such a perfect fit for your business. How do you initiate it? Well, first off, you want to make sure that business complements you and your business. So in my hair extension business, we've often collaborated with eyelash extension providers, 
beauty therapists, makeup artists, nail technicians, uh, skincare companies, tanning companies, all the kinds of businesses that have a really similar target market to what we do. And we're able to cross promote our products and services to all of our ideal clients. You want to look for people that have a similar audience, but aren't direct competitors. So for instance, as well, if you're a health coach, you could partner with a fitness brand or a healthy meal company, and that would be a really good collaboration. This would also be something that's mutually beneficial for both of you. So once you've identified some potential businesses that you'd like to collaborate with, you want to approach them with a clearly defined proposal. So I find it's better to go in with something prepared beforehand rather than just messaging them and saying like, hey, do you want to collaborate? And then being like, well, I don't really know what that means. That's a bit confusing. I mean, I like what you do, but what what do you mean by that? It's really good to go in with a clear cut plan. So you want to show them the benefits and show them how you have shared goals and how you can both achieve a good outcome by collaborating. And then it's also a good idea to suggest ideas for a collaboration. So if you have something in mind, you could just let them know like, hey, I think we should do X, Y, Z. I think this would be a really good collaboration because and explain the outcome or the similarities between your businesses and your target audience. The key to this is really to provide mutual value for both parties. For instance, when we are doing a social media giveaway contest, we tend to look for businesses that have a similar amount of followers to us. It just makes more sense to collaborate with businesses who are kind of at the same level and have the same amount of reach so that you're equally offering the same thing. And just remember, when you're looking at collaborating with another business, it's not about competition. It's just about growth. It's about sharing resources and it's about widening the reach for both of you. So when you approach someone, you really want to make sure they understand you're not just approaching them to get something out of them or to take something from them, but you can actually provide value back to them. So it's just really important to make sure you have that communication so that it's a two-way street and they're not going to feel like you're just trying to get something from them. Now, I would have to say one of the most highly engaging collaborative collaboration strategies is giveaways. And this is something that has worked incredibly well in my business because who doesn't love the chance to win something? And for a business, it's a great opportunity to boost your engagement and increase your visibility to potential new customers. So when you're conducting a joint giveaway, you want to choose a product or a service that both of your audiences will find attractive. So this is going to create a wider pool of people for you to target, and it just makes the cross promotion more effective. You want to also create really clear guidelines for entering the giveaway. Perhaps it's tagging friends, sharing the post, following both the businesses on social media, try to make it as simple and attractive as possible. And remember to keep all the legalities in check. If you're unsure of what the legalities are of running a competition, you can Google it. (laughs) And there is so much information on there about how to run a competition and certain phrases you have to use in your wording to make sure that it's all legit. Doing a collaborative giveaway has the potential to create a ripple effect. So the existing followers of each business get exposed to the other business, thereby it increases the audience and the reach. So it's a win-win for both parties involved. So moving on to another really impactful strategy is influencer marketing. So influencers have a really powerful impact on their followers purchasing decisions. 
because they're seen as trusted figures and they're really like have an authentic voice and usually a really loyal follower base. Now, if you follow any influencers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like for instance, for me, one of my favorite people influencers of all time is Buff Bunny from Buff Bunny Collection. All my friends, all my family, everyone knows how obsessed I am with Buff Bunny. I've been following her for like seven or eight years, maybe longer. And I'm obsessed with everything she does. If she releases a program, I will buy it. If she releases a activewear line, I will buy it. Honestly, all of the activewear, probably 90% in my closet is Buff Bunny because I just love her. I love what she does. I also love the products she creates, but I'm so much more enticed to buy her activewear than I am to buy activewear from Kmart, which is kind of like a no name no face brand, or even potentially another business, even Lululemon. That's one of my other favorite brands that I do really love to buy because I love the quality of their, their clothing, but I don't know who owns Lululemon. I don't really know the person behind the brand. And so that's why I'm always going back to Buff Bunny, always buying her clothing because I know her and because she's online and she shares so much of her life, I feel like I can trust her. And I sort of feel like she's my friend, even though I've never met her before. And that's the kind of effect that influencers have on marketing. So if you can get a legit good influencer to use your product or engage in your service, it can really create a massive amount of hype around your business. When you're looking for influencers, it should be something really deliberate. So a strategy that you use to find influencers who are going to fit with your target audience. You also want to look for people that align with your brand values and you have a similar follower demographic. And it also doesn't matter necessarily how many followers someone has. They could potentially be a micro influencer, but they have a really strong customer base. And I have found that in my business. I've had a few girls that have been sponsored in my hair salon business and they are into fitness and they share a lot of what they eat and how they train and things like that. And some of the girls that follow them are so obsessed with them and will go wherever that they go to get their hair done. And they want that same look that they have. And they come in and they say, I want this person's look. I want her same extensions. I want her same color. And they really, it really works so well in my business. So don't necessarily look for followers who have massive, big followings of hundreds of thousands because they may have the reach and they may have the followers, but they may not be as highly engaged or committed to that person. So you definitely don't want to rule out the micro influencers. Now I will say it can be really hard to get in touch with influencers. There are a few on our radar on the Gold Coast that we have been trying to reach for so long because we, we love what they do and we really want to work with them. And the good thing about being a hair salon is that everybody has to get their hair done. Everybody at some point has to get their hair cut or colored. Not everybody needs extensions, but most people need their hair done. So we figure if an influencer lives in our local area, they need their hair done. They should be coming to us, of course, but it is quite hard to get in contact with them. So a few strategies that we have used, are obviously following them on Instagram, messaging them on Instagram. If they have an email that you can email them at, that is a really good way. We have found we've gotten more responses through email. Even if it's a no, they generally respond through email and say, thank you for the offer, but we're not interested. Or they'll say, yes, but can you send me more information? So 
Emailing is a great way to get in contact with them. And if that doesn't work, start commenting on their posts. I mean, you should be doing this anyway. If you really want to work with an influencer or another brand for that matter, you should be one of their biggest supporters and you should be doing that by commenting on their posts, commenting on their stories, showing the love and just showing that you're really invested in them as a person. This is a great thing to start before you even approach them just to get on their radar and to have them see you as a really loyal follower. So once you've found an influencer and they've agreed to work with you, you want to make sure that you have an outlined contract that is going to be something that is fair and equal for both of you. Again, like I was saying previously with collaborating with other businesses, it has to be a two-way street and we have different tiers of influencers as to what we're going to give them or what we're prepared to give them financially depending on their followers or their reach or what we think we're going to potentially get from them. So you can definitely customize it to each person that comes through. So that way you're not just giving the same discount or the same blanket thing for every single person. And then you also want to make sure you have a contract in place. Even if you just Google and find something, if you don't want to invest in getting a lawyer and you're not quite at that stage yet, just Google, you know, influence marketing contract and have something that you can use some sort of documentation that clearly outlines what your expectations are of them and what you expect from them. So that way you can both mutually agree on what you're going to do and they can sign it. You can sign it before you start the process and you may find they come back and negotiate with you. They may say, I don't want to do that many posts or I want this, I want that. And then of course you can begin the negotiation process to find something that's going to work for both of you. And then of course you want to track the influencer and make sure that you are getting a return on your investment. And one of the best ways to do this is to offer them an affiliate code or a discount code. So this is something that you can give to them that their followers will then bring into your store or take to your online store and they can use that code. And then you can see how many clients you're getting from that influencer. That is definitely key. You don't want to just leave it up to chance and hope that it will work because you never really truly know who is going to bring in the most amount of customers. We have been so surprised in the past by a smaller influencer bringing in so many people and some of the larger ones bringing in no one. So it's really hard to know until you get going. So that's why it's good to have some kind of metric that you can track to make sure that you are getting a return on your investment. We've also done things in the past as well, where we've done one-off collaborations. So we've said, Hey, come in and have a hair color and a blow wave and we'll style your hair and get some content, see how it goes, see if this is a mutually beneficial thing. And then we can go from there. So if you've got a e-commerce business or a product-based business, there's no reason why you can't send out some products to an influencer where it's a pretty low cost and just say, Hey, I'd love you to make some content around this product. You know, let's see how it goes. And then we can do a contract or a longer term thing or a paid thing. Once I've seen what you can do and I see what sort of response I get from my customers. So it doesn't always have to be straight up like a long-term contract. Definitely be willing to give it a go. I Something I see a lot of business owners struggle with is letting go of their product for free or letting go of their services for free. And I totally get it. It is hard, especially when you are starting out and maybe you don't want to give away too much for free. But if you don't try it and see then you won't really know what the results are. So I would just say be open-minded to the possibilities and just give it a go and see what the results will be. Don't be afraid to invest in influencer marketing because it really can be one of the most powerful forms of marketing out there. 
So definitely be prepared to invest in it and try it. In a fast-paced world, time is everything. And for busy business owners like you, efficiency is key. That's why I use Flowdesk, the ultimate email building platform designed to save you time and skyrocket your business success. With Flowdesk, creating stunning emails is a breeze. Say goodbye to complicated interfaces and coding. Flowdesk's user-friendly editor empowers you to design captivating emails in minutes. They also have amazing automations which help you to save time and money. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you would have seen the beautiful design as I use Flowdesk for all my emails. Flowdesk offers a vast collection of templates crafted to match your brand's unique style. If you are interested in trying Flowdesk on a free trial, you can go to shakirajade.com forward slash Flowdesk to find out more, or use my code shakirajade at checkout to save 50% off your first year. Join myself and thousands of other entrepreneurs who use and trust Flowdesk. And finally, I want to have a chat about user-generated content or UCG. So it is absolutely blowing up at the moment on places like TikTok. Um, And UCG, if you haven't heard the term before, refers to any form of content that is created by the user rather than the brand itself. So it's generally videos of just a regular person who is using your product in their everyday life or they're using your service in their everyday life. And then you have these videos that are really real and raw and authentic that you can use in your marketing strategy. One of the reasons it's so powerful is because it's authentic and relatable and it's highly shareable. It really increases your brand's trustworthiness and creates a sense of community about your brand. TikTok in particular loves this kind of content and it works really well. I've even noticed with my own TikTok account that when I put up professional videographer videos that are so polished and beautiful, they don't perform as well as when I'm just doing ones like I am now where I'm just talking. It's just me. It's very straightforward. That seems to be what people are most interested in. Not so much the perfectly polished, perfectly curated videos. So if you're interested in diving into the world of UGC, you can start to look for content creators that you can work with. They definitely range in cost from, you know, some are quite cheap up to quite expensive. So it just depends where you're at with your budget and what you're looking for. One of my friends recently started her own UCG content business and she is doing so well with it. She loves it because she can work from home. Um, She has kids as well and she also has a full-time job, but she wanted some sort of side business that she could do um, on the side without having to take too much time away from her family and not having to leave the house. So it's actually a really great business as well um, for someone who's looking for something on the side. I have actually seen a couple of influencers do UCG in their spare time because it is a way to earn some extra income. And they, instead of making those really polished, really nice videos, they just make really down to earth raw videos. It could be them putting their skincare on or something just really simple And it's a really effective strategy. So if you are going to start working with UCG content creators, 
you want to make sure that you give them really clear direction on what you're looking for, because there can be a lot of time wasted in back and forth. If you ask for a specific video and they present you with something that is not quite what you were looking for. So you want to be really detailed in the brief that you give them to make sure you get exactly what you're looking for and something that's really going to resonate with your ideal customer. UCG videos are also great to run as ads. I see a lot of them in my feed and I am definitely guilty of buying things because I've seen someone raving about the product in my feed. They, they're not someone I've ever seen before or they're not someone I know personally, but I can relate to them because they're a real person and they don't look super polished. They're just showing me their skincare that they love or the active wear that they've just bought. And it's very real, relatable content. Definitely have been sucked in by that myself quite a few times. So these are really good ads to run um, on Facebook and Instagram or even TikTok as well. Definitely a different avenue to try if you haven't tried this already. Now, the last area I want to discuss is affiliate marketing. So this is another popular tactic to drive sales and generate a significant amount of revenue in your business. It's basically where a company pays another company or an individual known as an affiliate to bring in customers or visitors through their business. So I'm just going to break down the different types of affiliates. So you have the merchants or advertisers or business or the company. So these are the businesses that provide the goods or the services, and they create affiliate programs to incentivize their affiliates to promote their products. So they'll generally say, if you bring us a new customer, you'll either get a percentage or you'll get a dollar amount, and we will pay you for that new customer coming in. Then secondly, you have the affiliates. So these are the individuals and sometimes it can be a company that will promote the products or services of that merchant on their website or through their social media or through other marketing channels. Sometimes they can do this by putting ads or banners on their website um, or other promotional content and that generates leads for the business. You guys might've seen me doing some affiliate marketing for Flowdesk. I absolutely love Flowdesk. I use it in my business and I'm so genuinely passionate about it that I want to promote it for my clients. So you might've heard my Flowdesk ads and I am an affiliate. So if you go and use my Flowdesk code, I will receive a commission for that. And that's how affiliate marketing works. I will also say from a business perspective, if you can include affiliate marketing in your business, if you can become an affiliate yourself, if you have a customer base or you have a following on social media, definitely look at incorporating affiliate marketing into your revenue streams because it's another great way to earn money as well as becoming a business that offers an affiliate program. We have affiliate programs in my wholesale business for people who are promoting our business. So we have a few salon ambassadors who are educators and they educate other salons. So we give them affiliate codes that they can then give out to their audience. And then we can also see how much we're getting from that particular ambassador. And then they also earn a commission on any new customers they bring to the business. So let's talk about how you can include affiliate marketing in your business. Obviously, the first thing you want to do is start an affiliate program. So to use um, an affiliate program, I generally would recommend doing it through an online service. We use one through our Shopify site, but there are so many out there. You can have a look at different affiliate programs and work out which one is going to be best for you. That way you can track exactly where the sales are coming from and you can see what kind of return you're getting on each sale. 
Now, if you have a brick and mortar business or a service-based business and you're not able to track things online, you can just do it manually. So in my salon business, we have discount codes that our influencers will give out to their audience. And then when that person comes in, we have a specific discount code assigned to that influencer that the customer will use. And then we can see how much each customer has spent. We don't actually pay our affiliates within the salon a commission for the amount of services they bring in, but at least we can see what they are actually bringing in. And then when it comes time to renegotiate their contract and how much we're going to pay them, we know exactly what kind of return we've gotten on our investment. So it's great either way just to be able to track what you're getting. So once you've set up your affiliate program, you have to decide what kind of discount you're going to give. So one way I like to do it is I look at what it costs me to acquire a customer. So it might be $50, it might be $100. How much do I have to spend on marketing to acquire a new customer? And then I can offer that same amount to an affiliate member. You want to make sure it's a high enough amount so that they want to promote the product and it's going to be financially beneficial for them. But obviously you don't want to offer too much that it's going to take away from your revenue. But just looking at the lifetime value of one of your customers and how much it costs to acquire a customer. And then that should give you a rough idea of what you should be offering as an affiliate amount. The next thing you want to do is start to recruit affiliates. So you can obviously reach out to people that you know, you can reach out to influencers in your niche. You can post about it on your social media or your email list and say, hey, we are now accepting applications for affiliates. If you're interested, please fill out this form. Um, Or you can just have a section on your website that says fill in a form to become an affiliate. Start advertising it through your own customer base, because sometimes your own customers can actually be the best form of referrals or the best kinds of affiliates. You want to make sure you also provide promotional materials. So you want to give your affiliates things to work with, um, whether that be banners for their website or social media posts, or just even information about your brand and about how they should be speaking about your brand, the language they should be using, how you want your brand portrayed online. That's really good as well. When I signed up with Flowdesk, I was so impressed with how they sent their affiliate program. It was in a beautifully presented document. It had all the links to the images that I could use on my website and in my socials. And then it also had a little bit about the brand, how they started, what their mission statement is and how I could best promote. They gave some ideas such as including the link in my email signature, including on my website and just all these different ways that I could actually promote the brand. So they really put a lot of time and effort into putting this document together to make it so easy for affiliates to want to promote the brand. Now, if you are the affiliate and you decide you want to start doing affiliate marketing, but you want to promote other brands to your followers, then you need to start looking for which brands that you want to partner with. Of course, you want to look for ones that have good affiliate programs because there is a lot out there where you don't really get a lot in return for promoting. So it's not always worth doing. You want to make sure that the affiliate programs you look for are going to give you a good commission rate and that it's also products that your customers would be interested in. So for me with Flowdesk, that was an easy choice because I already use it. I already love it. And I know that a lot of my customers or a lot of my potential clients don't have an email marketing strategy and they're not using any kind of form of email marketing currently. So by me promoting Flowdesk to them as an option, it makes sense for them to want to use it. I'm also a Shopify affiliate as well because I use Shopify in my business. I'm a big believer in Shopify. I absolutely love it. So that's another program I'm a part of because I genuinely love it. And again, my ideal customer 
potentially might want to set up an e-commerce site. So that is a way that they can do that through using Shopify. So when you're choosing the program, you want to make sure one, it's something you actually like and you actually use. You don't want to be fake or inauthentic and, and just promote random things that you don't genuinely love. And then two, you want to make sure it's fair, equal, that you're getting a good commission rate and it's something that your customers are actually going to want to buy and be interested in. Once you've actually joined the affiliate program, you want to start promoting it. I obviously do this through my podcast. That is my main way of promoting things as an affiliate. But then I also just do it in conversation as well. If I have clients ask me, what email program do you use? Then I'll, of course, bring up Flowdesk or Shopify. And then I can tell them, hey, I've got a code for you. Use this code to get a discount. So there's different ways to promote it. You can definitely promote it on your email list. Um, but definitely on social media is a great way to promote your affiliate program. And then, of course, you want to just be tracking your results, making sure that what you're doing is working. If you're promoting something for quite some time and you've tried different ways of promoting it and you're not getting anyone sign up, then maybe it's not the right fit for your customers and you'd be better off spending your time or your resources promoting a different company. So just always reassess and have a look at what's working and what's not and what you think would be better to keep promoting with. Just remember, too, that successful affiliate marketing requires a significant amount of effort and time. It's not a get rich quick thing. It's something that is a longer term strategy. For instance, with my podcast, I know that these episodes are going to live on here forever and people are going to come back and listen to my earlier episodes. So they're going to hear the Flowdesk ad. They're going to want to sign up. So it's a long term strategy for me. This is not something I'm doing to just get rich quick or make a quick buck, but it's something that I know is a long term thing that I can use to my advantage. So that's it for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed learning about this and remember that collaboration isn't just about growing your business, but it's about growing together. It's about working with other businesses to co-create and to cross promote and to find something that's going to serve both of you. And if you're a business or an influencer, just remember that every collaboration brings an opportunity and it's a chance for growth and innovation. Last but not least, I wanted to talk about my favorite thing of the week. So this week I'm going to be talking about a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't heard of this book, then you must have been living under a rock because it is literally everywhere. I've seen so many people talk about it and I feel like it just is getting more and more popular. I bought it when it first came out and ever since then I have just seen it blowing up everywhere, but it is such a fantastic book. It's honestly one of the best books I've ever read for business and for personal development. It is fantastic. Definitely go get yourself a copy if you haven't read it already. He has so many good tips in there about how to create habits. And as I'm mentioning all the time in my podcast, consistency is key with everything. And it's not enough to just do something one or two times. You have to do the same things day in, day out over a long period of time to get real results. So that's what I love about the book. It teaches you how to implement habits into your life so that you can have these strong, consistent practices that you do that are going to get you towards your goal. One little thing he speaks about in the book, which I love to do, is to reset the room. So he says, you know, if you're in your lounge room and you're drinking a cup of tea, and you get up and you go and do something, don't leave your cup of tea there. Don't leave the blanket that you've just been using all scrunched up or on the floor. Don't leave your slippers laying around. When you get up to go leave that room, reset the room. So put your mug in the dishwasher, fold your blanket, 
put your slippers away, reset the room back to its original state so that it doesn't build up and you're not constantly having to tidy or your house doesn't get to a state where there's things everywhere and you've got to go run around and tidy up a million different things. It's just little small actions that you can take where you're thinking about your future self and what your future self would thank you for and you're implementing it right here, right now. And there's another tip. I can't remember if it's in the book or not, but another thing I've been hearing lately is if something takes you less than two minutes, then do it now. And I have been constantly saying this to myself. If it's less than two minutes, just do it, get it done. For instance, if you need to unpack the dishwasher, and I'm guilty of this, but I'm working on it. (laughs) But if you need to unpack the dishwasher and you know it's only gonna take you two minutes or maybe three minutes, then just do it now. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't put it off till the next day where the dirty dishes then are piling up on your sink. Just do it now. If it takes less than two minutes and you think of it, just go and do it. Or if you know you need to send an email to someone and you've been procrastinating doing it, less than two minutes, just quickly send that email. Just do it, get it done. It's not a big deal. It's not a big chunk of time and it makes such a big difference. And I love this little rule. It's such a small thing, but I just constantly replay it in my mind. Like when it comes to doing something, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do it. If it takes less than two minutes, okay, I'm just going to do it. It's just two minutes and it will be over. (laughs) So that's some little tips from the book. If you haven't read it, definitely grab it. It is a fantastic book. You will not regret it. If you did read it or you have read it, DM me and tell me your favorite part of the book because I'd love to know what kind of takeaways you get from the book as well. Thank you so much for joining today's episode and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.